Hey, hi, welcome to the whole podcast. My name is Scott Eastman. I'm a downtown pastor for Life Church in Green Bay. And you're joining us once again with my friend, Becky. Say hi, Becky. Hi, my name is Becky Alcantara. I'm the author and co-founder of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to help you feel equipped to face life's challenges. Love that. And we have a guest in the studio today. Yes, we do. It's our friend, Kim Knacker. Say hi, Kim. Hello. (laughs) Hey, Kim, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Well, first off, I am a child of God, and He loves me exactly as I am. Amen. And um, I love to um, recognize the good in others and and help help them recognize that in themselves. In addition, I just have a passion for nature, and I love uh, studying and utilizing what God gives us in nature to make uh, anywhere from food to medicine and even Mm. make some of my own, my home. Through my home apothecary. Hmm. It's what makes her the best candidate (laughs) to be a Journey to Wholeness facilitator. She's our newest Journey to Wholeness facilitator. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. And she's homeopathic. Yes. I don't know what that means. It just seems like that's something you would say. I mean, that sounded right. Yeah. Okay. It's not like (laughs) homeopathic, but it's like, I don't know. It's not important. So Kim, are you from Green Bay, the area originally? Born and raised, yep. That's awesome. So did you go to high school here? Where'd you go to high school? Westy Pier. Go Phantoms. Yes. I love that. Did, did you play any sports? Were you on any teams? Were you a cheerleader? Did you do anything like that? <laughs> yes. I was in basketball. Love right. that. And softball and volleyball. And yeah, wow, I love sports. Awesome. Very active. Yeah, yeah. my goodness. Huh. Tell, me, tell me about your Jesus journey. Has that always been a thing for you? I've always had Jesus in my life, but there's times I stepped off. And as an adult, um, I stepped away from that for quite a long time. And it just life happened and things happened. And, um, in the last year, I've, I've circled back and I am so grateful I have. And um, that's why I say, you know, first of all, I am a child of God because I never really felt that he loved me just for who I was. Mm. And it's just so apparent to me now. I love so, that. Yeah. So um, in the last year, you were introduced to Journey to Wholeness. Yes. So what made you try Journey to Wholeness the first time? Well, I was isolating for a few years due to um, challenges and medical issues. And after isolating and, and not having contact with people and feeling so alone, I, um, you know, I sought counseling. But then I also joined a life group through Life Church. She's got issues. And I think everybody that has That was the a, name of the life group? <laughs> that was the name of the life group. <laughs> yes. Really? That's like Dumb and Dumber. I've got worms. That's what we're going to call it. She's got issues. Yes. And <laughs> through that, uh, they brought up uh, Journey to Wholeness and uh, recommended it. And I had not heard of it before. So I checked it out and I signed up and... And the rest is history. Awesome. And lo and behold, my gym buddy was there. <laughs> yes. So we knew each other from the gym oh, no uh, years back before we both were injured and we yeah. retired from the gym. Yes. Gotcha. Literally. So it was a nice encounter. Yeah. Huh. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. today we've got a topic that we're going to focus on and that's wholeness through boundaries. Mm-hmm. Wholeness in our boundaries. Oh, why, in our boundaries. Why it's so important to establish and maintain boundaries when we're pursuing wholeness in our life. Mm. 
So can we define boundaries for a second? Because I feel like that's that can be kind of a sketchy thing. Because mm-hmm. some people think of boundaries and they think of fences. And, yeah. You know, I feel they like think of barriers. Yeah. That's not what they are. They think of walls, right? right. Yeah. Um, so boundaries are the rules that we choose to live by that tell us what is acceptable or unacceptable. And all of us establish those based our, on our experiences and what we've learned in our situation and our circumstances. And as Jesus people, we choose the word of God to establish our boundaries. And so the word of God is just full of wisdom and knowledge that can help us to navigate our lives if we know how to read and then apply those things in our lives. Where do we get our innate sense of boundaries from? Like if we, like like a lot of times in here, we'll talk about how we're just made that way. Like our caveman self would do it that way. And mm-hmm. I feel like boundaries are probably outside the caveman sort of parallel. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. I can't I really think of cavemen having boundaries. Yeah. So like, where does, where does our innate sense of boundaries come from? Well, some of them do come from just how, our brain is designed, right? So the reptilian brain in that we are made to protect ourselves, right? To keep ourselves safe, to protect ourselves from any danger. And so some of the boundaries that we keep are just from that, in that if you run toward a cliff, you may pause because your brain is going to tell you this is dangerous. And so that's a boundary you should keep. Uh, But in terms of our relationships and um, our thoughts and our interactions, that's largely learned by our from our environment, first from our family, uh, our culture, uh, and then uh, where we live in the country and, and the norms and the practices and the boundaries and rules that we choose to live by in those communities. So that can vary from town to town and region to region. And so if you think of all of those things playing in, you're correct. We don't all define boundaries and what is a good boundary and what is not completely the same. There may be similarities, uh, but we all have our own definition of what that looks like. Sometimes those are faulty in that uh, we didn't have good boundaries or culturally or in our family, we didn't hold certain boundaries that was looked at as taboo. And so we didn't learn how to establish good boundaries to uh, maintain our health mentally, physically, and emotionally and spiritually. Mm. Yeah, that's good. There's really two distinct boundaries as well. So there's um, defining boundaries, which are like permanent, like our skin, you know, and values that establish who you are and who you're not. And they're like the core, your core identity, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, like I follow God and his way isn't always, you know, live that way. Mm -hmm. Whereas there's also protective boundaries, which you were talking about, which are um, designed to, well, as Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. So there, those are the our values and our emotions and our gifts and our time and energy um, that we have to protect from danger and trouble. Mm-hmm. And when it says guard, I love that scripture. Uh, we talk about that one in Journey, is that we have to not only guard what comes in, but also what goes out. Mm-hmm. And if we haven't done the work to really figure out what it is that's inside of us that is ready to erupt, um, and we talk about reaction versus responding, you know, I need to make sure I understand the state of my heart and mind so that I can respond accordingly. I don't want to hurt anyone out of my hurt. And so I have to guard what comes out of my heart and mind and what and my mouth, as well as what's coming 
at me, right? What's coming toward me. I get to choose what I receive uh, and what I deny, right? Everything is coming and presenting itself as an idea or a thought or an emotion at me. And I get to look at it at the gate and say, hmm, yes, I accept that here because that aligns with what I have chosen to prioritize. Or nope, that doesn't line up with it. You can turn around and and leave the castle gates. Yeah. And we don't always think of it in that way. We we get affected by the things that people say to us or the things that happen in a day and we make some assumptions and we really need to, on a daily basis, take an inventory and accounting of what has happened today and what things am I going to keep? So I'm going to let my guard down and let that enter into the gates and what things need to be denied and rejected um, so that they don't affect or influence what I'm trying to establish here in myself. I feel like the idea of recognizing boundaries and implementing boundaries is kind of a relatively new, like, phenomenon. It's probably phenomenon is not the right word, but I feel like it's it's a relatively new practice. It's a really relatively new ob- observance. Like, I feel like when I was a kid, like, boundaries weren't a thing. Like, you, I mean, like, you didn't have personal boundaries, you didn't have emotional boundaries, you didn't have physical boundaries. It was just like, I don't know, it was like a free-for-all. It was like mm-hmm. a gang fight all the time. <laughs> and so I feel like it's just... Been in my lifetime where this idea of boundaries has come up, mm-hmm. and so what do you think that's reflective of? Like, where do you think that comes from? A better understanding, mm-hmm. maybe. I think we're just talking about these things now in a way that we hadn't before, and so um, we. I think generation to generation, there's just different expectations that we've had. And we've seen the effect of not having boundaries and really trying to serve or be a part of or make other people happy and what effect that has had generationally on those people. Um, They didn't care for themselves. Um, They struggled with uh, depression and anxiety silently. And that's really difficult um, and as well as dangerous. And so now that we are talking about these issues more uh, and in the past year, they've really come up. I feel like we feel like we have permission now to establish a boundary and we're not going to be seen as, I don't know, um, selfish or prideful or hypersensitive, hypersensitive. Right. So there's just more communication happening and more awareness happening and more education, I believe happening, uh, that allows us to talk about these things. Mm. Would you say that? Yeah, I agree with that. You know, it's, it's a matter of, you know, I, I guess as I was growing up, you know, boundaries didn't come up at all, of course. But I don't think people really even thought about it or knew what it was. And I think the last, I don't know, today's time, it's so different. And I i love how, and I guess I've learned in, in Journey to Hold This myself, it's okay to share. And we're, mm-hmm. all, we're all broken in some way. We all have issues. And it's okay to um, talk about that and and learn from each other and and I guess that's where my journey of of learning about boundaries really came from was journey to wholeness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's understanding boundaries within a group, you know, and and feeling free to talk about it and walk through it together and heal from it and learn from you sharing your life with um, how you honor your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very different from us growing up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so too. So a lot of times when we do this, Becky, 
you'll like do some kind of, I don't know, Encyclopedia Britannica <laughs> definition on, on boundaries and what that means. And so do you have one of those for boundaries? Well, just what we started out with. It's just the rules that we choose to live by that tell us what is acceptable and unacceptable. So I think we need to understand what a healthy boundary is because you alluded to that in the beginning. You know, is that a wall? Is that, you know, what does that look like? Uh, Good, healthy boundaries are built from truth, self-respect, and good stewardship. It takes all three of those to establish them, to determine what those should be, and then to maintain them. And if we're not... Uh, if we set up boundaries but don't maintain them, they're pretty useless, right? But if we don't set up and are aware of what are good, healthy boundaries, we're going to create some walls and some barriers in our life that are going to prevent us from having the experiences and the relationships that we really, truly want to engage in. And that's what boundaries allow us to do. I like to say in Journey to Wholeness that boundaries are love, but boundaries are also kind. They're kind to yourself and kind to others as you're going through the healing process. And they require us to communicate, like you said. We didn't talk about these things before. We didn't confess to certain things that we were struggling with. But when we do, hey, I'm struggling with this thing right now. I'm working through it, but I'm still a little volatile. I still react in some cases. So let's set this boundary because that's going to be kind to you, but it's going to be kind to me as well so that I don't have to deal with the repercussions of what I'm trying to process. But then boundaries are love in that if we can set some good, healthy boundaries in a relationship that we haven't seen as good and healthy, that's going to help us to heal from what we experience, but also to grow. Now let's reapproach this and talk about, okay, we've come this far. Now what does that boundary look like? Because boundaries are flexible. Boundaries, you don't break them, but boundaries can be moved according to the progress that you have made. So boundaries are very helpful in our healing journey. We, we spend a whole week on them in Journey to Wholeness because they're that essential to our growth. I want to ask you about the difference between boundaries and barriers or boundaries and walls or boundaries and whatever. But Mm -hmm. before we get there, would it be fair to say that boundaries provide us a control that we didn't have before? When we set boundaries, we know Mm -hmm. where the limit is. We know where the end of our yard is, where the end of our chain is, or, you know, whatever. That we, If we know where that is, we know where we can say, oh, I'm going to stop here. Right now we're training my puppy. His name is Ollie. And he's super cute, but he has an underbite, so he looks ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's super a pain in the butt. But because he was home with me today and I had a lot of work to do and he kept ringing the stupid bell to go outside. I'm like, you've already gone potty 16 times, bro. And he just wants to go outside, yeah. right? And I'm like, I don't have and the time to come. come in immediately. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like my office is upstairs. So I got to go all the way downstairs and we have really tall ceilings. And so it's like, takes forever to go down the stairs. And you let him out and he takes forever, like just walking around like this. Anyway, we're putting an invisible fence in. We've got an invisible fence for him. And so we're training him on that, right? So there's no... There's no actual physical barrier for him, right? But there's a boundary there. And so I feel like that's good for us because like we'll know that when we the, when the beep goes off, we're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this is the end of this. Mm-hmm. This is where it's, it's trouble after this. I'm going to get right. zapped or I'm going to get, you know, I don't know, in trouble if I go beyond this. And so in some way, I feel like what you're saying about how boundaries are love, that, that that's what that is. That gives us some control rather than it being like just a free-for-all. Right. I love that. I love that analogy in that let me look at what I am capable of. What am I able to do at this point? Because I'm on this journey and I know I'm improving all the time, but I have to know my limitations, right? I need to know how far I can go or how far I should go. 
so that I can protect my heart, but then I can protect yours as well. Because the goal for boundaries is so that our relationship can grow. It's not to isolate or to alienate. And oftentimes people are like, well, I can't set a boundary. This is my family. I can't do that to them, right? And yet we're still struggling and we then are tempted to flee from those relationships. Boundaries help us to maintain and keep the things that we hold most valuable. I think um, what helped me was, you know, walking through this journey to wholeness uh, process and knowing that, you know, we're practicing biblical truths as well. And I came across, you know, Jesus set boundaries for us in the Bible, you know, in all the stories that are, that he goes through, there's boundaries in all of it. You know, the 10 commandments are another thing, but he wants us to set our own boundaries so that we feel safe and protected and we love ourselves. So in turn, we can love others. So setting those boundaries, it's really about love. It's about loving who you are and respecting and honoring what is important to you as a person, what is essential to your health, and and putting those limits in place because, number one, you love yourself. Number two, you love the other person, and you don't want to cause friction with, with them. And it helps them honor you. And, it, and if they don't, then you know for, you know, maybe that's a, not a relationship that you want to continue in, in, in life, that it may end. The very best chocolate milk in the whole entire world is Dairyland's best chocolate milk with the dark brown cap, not the light brown cap, mm. because that's like low fat, which is uh. ridiculous. If you're going to have chocolate milk, <laughs> why are you even having low fat chocolate milk? That's the most ridiculous thing in it. But Dairyland's best brown cap is the best chocolate milk. That's the kind you can get like in the glass bottle mm-hmm. at the grocery store. Mm. It's the best chocolate milk ever. If my kid wants a glass, you know, of chocolate milk, mm-hmm. you know, hey, can I have some chocolate milk? Now, if I, he didn't have boundaries, if I didn't love him, if there were mm. no boundaries and he was sitting at the counter, I could just take that chocolate milk and pour it on the counter. You know what I mean? Like, bloom, 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 and it's just pouring everywhere, yeah. right? Like, there you go, buddy. You know, there's half a container of chocolate milk, right. but there's no boundaries, right? So there's no way yeah. that he can enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, sometimes we live that way in our lives. We're just like, we're so out there. We're so everything that we don't know where the end line is. We don't, we, we have no way to contain it. Mm-hmm. And so we're just like spilling everywhere. And like, it's useless to anybody. Like, we're just spreading ourselves so thin all over the counter yeah. and stripping onto the floor. And like, now I got to mop that up. It's a mess right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if I poured it into a glass, preferably a chilled glass, mm. maybe one that's been frozen. Mm. You know what I mean? Then you mm-hmm. take that out and pour the chocolate milk in. Oh, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that's that's how boundaries can work for us because left to our own devices, without any kind of restriction, without any kind of container, mm-hmm. right? Then then it's just a big mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gosh, is in, in Nehemiah that it says that a uh, lack of boundaries will cause destruction to ourselves, right? Mm. So... In, in Nehemiah, they were building a wall. And the reason they were building a wall was because they wanted to build a temple. And to build a temple, they needed to be able to protect that wall, right? Yeah. So it's what's most, inval- what's most valued if, to me. If they had not built that boundary, if they had not established what that was that they could maintain, contain, then they didn't get to have the temple. And the temple meant that they had the presence of God with them, right? Right, right. And so if I'm letting things in and out that don't belong in my heart and mind, first of all, so when we talk about boundaries, we talk about ourselves first. What are the thoughts, actions, behaviors that I I hold? And if I'm allowing myself to do whatever and be like King Kong and Godzilla and trample over other people, 
that's not in alignment with what God says, right? That's not his heart. That's not his way. And so that's the risk there. But also if I'm allowing all kinds of things that don't align with align with God's word as well to come at me and I accept everything, right. I'm going to overrun that, that I guess, the, the kingdom of my heart, right? And I'm going to lose. Um, the Bible compares that to being pillaged, right? A city without walls can be pillaged and ransacked. And so, you know, what am I, what am I engaging in? And then as to your point, the control. Yeah. The first reason we do that is how much can I handle? How much can I withstand? How much can I truly manage? And let me just be honest about that. What are my limitations here? And so let's handle that because when we, uh, to he who is entrusted much, right? Wait, how does that go? Oh, so whoever, he who's been given little and like will be trusted with much, right? Like if, right. if you can, if you can do with a little bit, you know, God will increase. Exactly. Right. And so why are why not be kind to ourselves and getting really fortified and really confident in those things? And then we can expand our territory. Then God can trust us with more. Yeah, when, as you were talking, it was bringing up, you know, as we work with boundaries, I mean, it's really apparent as you were sharing with the Bible story there that, you can recognize when somebody doesn't have boundaries because of the anxiety they're living with, mm-hmm. because of the um, you know, the, the defensiveness, the Insecurity, fear. Yeah, um, their their relationships are difficult and dramatic, and um, everything's in crisis. Right. You know, and it's that's how they're living, and every little thing. It maybe is something as little as spilled milk. Mm-hmm. It's a crisis. You know, yeah. and everything is high risk when yes. you have an established boundaries. You yeah. don't know really what you're able to maintain. Let yeah. me ask you guys, what's the difference then between a boundary and a barrier? Mm-hmm. So barriers isolate and prevent movement or access and shut down relationships. Whereas boundaries allow for agreed upon interactions, points of interaction so that we can continue to grow together. It allows me to heal, it allows you to heal, but it also allows us to communicate and uh move and change and expand those boundaries as we grow and change and expand. Because they're flexible. Like, yeah. I feel like, you know, in my head, boundaries are have a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, mean, I set up myself with some boundaries. That means like, I, oh, I feel like I'm shutting myself off in some way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I'm going to set up boundaries, that means like I'm not going to give you everything. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's not what's in... That's not what you're saying. When you're feeling like things are out of control to begin with, though, there's chaos and and crisis in your life. I always compare that to my kids. When my kids are like feeling really stressed out and upset and and they're crying and they're kind of all over the place, was the first thing a mom or dad would do. You'll grab them and hug them and say, it's okay. And you think of those arms that hug as the boundaries that you're setting for yourself. I'm going to love myself enough to put these parameters around myself so that I can get some stability and get, you know, some ground myself and understand where it is that I am so that I can take out what I need to and replace it with what I need to and then expand those boundaries again as I grow and see fit. 
with the intention of growing them again, right? We don't pull in some boundaries and make them really tight. And what are we doing? Then we're isolating. Then we haven't created a boundary. A boundary is helping us to determine what can I handle today, right? What are the priorities that are most important? Who are the people that are most important to? But also what what state am I in, right? Is there something that needs attention so that I can overcome this fear or this anxiety or this defensiveness that I find is fueling all of my interactions and all of my discussions right now? There's something at the root that I need to pay attention to. So I'm going to start there. I'm going to create some boundaries and create some margins, some space in my life so that I can spend time on that. So I can bring my best self in all of the places of my life that I get to enjoy. You know, the Bible teaches us about where we began and where we end in relationship to all else. You know, it's about what we should and should not take ownership for as well, and okay. how to not enable toxic patterns such as addictions and sin and abuse, and what choices to fight for. So it's really, I mean, boundaries are critical to our relationships mm-hmm. and connection. That's so good. I want to talk about what could be going on in our lives where we could say, oh my gosh, this is a telltale sign that I need to set up some boundaries. For me, it's not in my relationship so much as it is in my activity. Mm. Like I, I, I do a thousand things because I love a thousand things and I love a thousand people. And I just like, I feel like I'm always doing something to chase after the things and the people that mean so much to me. Mm-hmm. And so, but there ended up being chaos in my life where I wasn't able to keep up with all the things that I was loving. And so I needed to set up some boundaries, some safe zone, a beeper that would go off when I'm like, oh, you're overextending yourself now Mm -hmm. or you've got to, you know what I mean? To where like I've I've said that, you know what? Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays, those are uh, ministry days. And Mm -hmm. like Wednesdays and Fridays and Saturdays, those are business days. But then I'm going to take Thursday is a boundary and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do anything on Thursday except come and do a podcast with Becky because whatever Becky wants, you got to (laughs) do. So she doesn't care about your boundaries. She doesn't care about your Sabbath. You get your butt in here. You do this podcast. Anyway, but I feel like other than Becky, though, I feel like that's kind of, that's a way that I've set up boundaries. But I did that in reaction to the fact that my life was chaos and Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to keep up. So what are some other telltale signs that people are experiencing in their lives without boundaries? And it's like, hey, you need to set up some boundaries. What's going on in people's lives where they could look for that? Mm -hmm. Well, if you feel hopeless and overwhelmed, I know when I get overwhelmed, I'm like, I have to look at what I've got going on in my life and why am I overwhelmed? Okay, I've got too much going on. And I know I've said it recently and I actually had to take a step back and say, no, I I have to say no. And um, what's important and what's what's healthy for you. Mm -hmm. And whatever's healthy for you helps you be your best and in turn helps you be your best for those you love. So I think, uh, you know, watching out for being being overwhelmed and feeling helpless and how you're responding versus reacting. You don't want to react. <laughs> you want to respond. Yeah. I mean, you gave good examples. If you're overcommitting, um, if you're uh, canceling, well, first, if you don't have any personal time scheduled, uh, so you don't have a Sabbath, you don't have some margin in your day um, to really just take an assessment and, and breathe. Um, if you're canceling those uh, sessions or you're um, giving over your schedule, uh, if you have a hard time saying no, um, 
if you uh, are stressed continuously, if you're forgetting things, right, you may not have boundaries. If you're feeling horrible about yourself, there may be some boundaries you need in your relationships. Um, what words do you receive and accept as your own? What what's your what are your thought patterns? Um, do you talk harshly to yourself in your head when you forget things or when you don't meet the mark? Uh, when we overcommit ourselves, we're not not going to be our best selves. And so if you're disappointed as a result, right, it's this, this unhealthy cycle that starts to happen in that I overcommitted and so I failed here and so now I feel horrible about myself. And so now I'm not going to say no to these people because I already disappointed them. So, right, and so it can go on and on. And so if you find yourself in that place, it may be time to step back and one, communicate that you've set some boundaries like a Sabbath on a Thursday so that other people can join you in keeping that with you, right? Because if you do have relationships that need to be kept, people who love you and care about you and see that you're overwhelmed and overcommitted and maybe you're in a toxic work uh, environment, they want good for you as well. And they will join you in helping you to establish some boundaries, to set some boundaries, right? Um, and then how to implement them as well. And so sometimes when we haven't practiced that, our brain doesn't know how to go to that first. And so we need help, one, setting those things and thinking about really practical ways in which we can do that. But then also now it needs to be reinforced and your brain needs to have that happen on a consistent basis. If you do that daily for two to three minutes a day, it's much better than if you wait until Saturday. And on Saturday, I do this and I spend an hour on it. Well, an hour is more than three minutes a day, but we didn't give our our brain an opportunity to create some habits and, and some uh, connections so that it has that as a, a primary choice going forward rather than something that's really low on your list. Yeah. I love how you're talking about like beginning to talk about like what boundary setting could look like. But before we fully get into that, we talked about how we need to set boundaries as it applies to our time and how we feel about like our workloads or our whatever our involvement. What does it look like when we talk about like our interpersonal relationships? What, what could be happening in our interpersonal relationships mm-hmm. that we need to start establishing some boundaries there? Whether that's our most intimate ones or whether that's our work ones or our friend ones or whatever. Like what's, what could be happening in those scenarios that mm-hmm. they might also need to look at some boundaries? Well, I think, you know, one thing that I've, I struggled with was feeling guilty for taking time for myself. I felt like I was letting others down and I would, I would not honor my own boundaries, um, which were in place to keep me healthy. And I would always people please, I guess is, is what you can call it. I, I do for everyone else but I wouldn't do for me. So I wasn't healthy. You know, I wasn't honoring my own boundaries. So how could I honor other people's boundaries? Mm-hmm. And so when, when that happens, you, um, you know, I guess boundaries are, you know, create a space, uh, a separation between you and somebody. And that person will have a choice to either bridge that separation by making changes and becoming more loving and, to increase the distance by, or increase the distance by moving further away. So you risk losing those, um, those relationships. And when you, yeah, when you, I can't think of the right word here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. If, when I think when I think about it, I feel like when I think about boundaries with other people, it almost as just right now, as Kim was talking, I was like, what do my boundaries and relationships look like? And it, it doesn't look at anything but like what I need to keep myself um like available or unavailable. But it, it is in fact has everything to do with my boundaries look like my expectations. Mm-hmm. Like my boundaries are expectations. And those are the things I needed to change in my relationships where mm-hmm. I needed to like my boundaries, like, hey, you have to stop expecting you from people, whether mm-hmm. that's again my most intimate relationships or my work relationships or anything else. And I right. I would ex- you know, so that was a boundary that I had to set up in myself because I was mm-hmm. constantly being disappointed by other people because they weren't doing what I would do. Right. And that's not fair because I'm superhuman when it comes to like I don't know, expressing feelings or, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like right, right. Thoughtfulness or whatever. And someone else might not right. have that super. Right. And so like at work, right, at one of my works, like um, like the boss people, mm-hmm. not really great about telling, you're doing great. They're not cheerleading people. Uh-huh. And so like for the long time, I, w- I would like resent that. I'd be like, oh. Nice. I guess I'm not that great, I guess. Mm. And so that was like a something happening in a, a interpersonal relationship that was detrimental. I, and I needed to set up a boundary for myself to say, hey, bro, yeah. you know, not everything's about you, mm-hmm. you know? And, and you so, don't get to leap to that narrative. Right. Right. Yeah. Or why is that okay? Why is that an okay narrative for you? Yeah. So what does that come from? expectation, fear, insecurity, defensiveness, right? And so it comes from what's at the core of you. What expectation do you have and why do you have that expectation? And so when we're communicating or not communicating about something, why is it that you make that leap? Where is that coming from? And when I understand where that's coming from, now I can determine, is this a good, healthy boundary? Because if I'm setting boundaries, and I have air quotes right now, I think I'm setting a boundary, but it's based on fear. I'm probably setting up a barrier, something to protect myself because fear is involved, right? Or an expectation that's unrealistic because of some experience in my past. And so everything is at this bar that really makes no sense at all. But I haven't taken time to assess where did that come from and why is that tainting my relationships now? insecurity. I need someone to say something to me about these things, right? And so I'm looking for it or I'm seeking. So I'm doing more than I should because I'm insecure about it and I'm looking for that affirmation. So I do more and more and more and more and now I'm burnt out. Now I'm resentful and bitter at the person when they never asked us to do that to begin yeah, with. Yeah, for sure. So so if I hear you right, then when I, when we talk about barriers then, barriers is like I'm inoperable. Yes. Like this is this is off. Shut down. Shunned. Yes. Unshunned. Mm-hmm. That's from the office. Strong arm. <laughs> right. So like it's like that's I'm done. Where a, a boundary is more like here's my operational area. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still operating. Right. We're operating together. But here's like here's the you know here's the football field right. you know outline. Right. I mean, I, we have to stay inside yeah. these lines. It's like your neighbor has his ranch over here and you have yours. And at some point you communicated on where is that boundary. So that we could actually have, I just bumped my microphone (laughs) and it went away Um, so that we can have a neighborly relationship so that we can work together to work this land. Right. And then to help each other out. I didn't just suddenly show up and put this big 
wall up and then now what happens then you have feuding neighbors right Right. a boundary is something that we came together to agree upon so that we could pursue something together I think about like sitcoms from the 70s like when there were two siblings that shared a room and they were mad at each other so they put like a piece of tape across the whole bedroom and like this is my side and this is your side Yeah, yeah. do not come on my side ideally you could get some blankets involved and rope them across the room so you don't even have to look at each other so that's a barrier where instead of boundary you'd be like hey you know what this, let's just stay in this area. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just let's agree yeah. that this is the right. You do know you want I mean? this? Da- I think of my daughter going to college. Do you want this side of the room or do you want this? Can we put this here? Oh, we can put this here together. It was just such a cute and beautiful thing to see two people working out. What does it look like to be in the same space together? Yeah. To be adjacent to each other and to be kind to one another and to supplement each other versus what do I need to protect and defend because I'm not sure about you. So you can see right. the approach is different, right? I'm fearful about something. I'm insecure. I'm defensive. And I have expectations based on a, an experience that disappointed me, the tainted how I see the world and how I interact with people. That's not where you want to enter into. And so when we talk about boundaries, it requires us to actually do the internal work to understand ourselves better and understand how is it that we even approach each other so that we can have great relationships that are fruitful and enjoyable. Because we spend a lot of time with people in different areas, like eight hours at work or more. And then you go home and there's like eight hours with those people. And then at night you got eight hours with yourself when you're sleeping, right? right. And so like why we should really look to how can we have the best experience in each of those thirds of our day? And how can I work on that today? Yeah. So let's let's talk about that then. Let's talk about this implementation of boundaries because I feel like you said it again just then mm-hmm. that it's got to start with communication, with mm-hmm. over communication. Right. Like I'm feeling this way. Right. This is this is what how this is having an effect on me. What do you think about if we did it this way? Mm-hmm. Like what do we think about like right? So is that is that how boundary setting starts? Yeah, so it comes with an awareness of yourself first. And so I need to understand what it is that's influencing me, what it is that I hold most valuable so that I can set some priorities. These are important for me. Okay, and then I need to know my limitations. Where am I right now? Am I able to implement all of those priorities or do I have some work to do? And then who's around me right now? I'm looking outside of myself. Okay, I've looked at internally. What do I hold most valuable? What do I need to work on? Now, let me look at the people around me because they need to be pulled into this process because we can't just like all of a sudden put the tape in the middle of the room and then expect them to go along with it and know what's happening. And remember, they're coming in with their own set of expectations and fears and insecurities and defensiveness. So at some point we have to come to the table and you want to do that at a neutral time. So communication is so so, so, so important, but you do it at a neutral time. You don't bring these things up when you're in the middle of a heated argument or you're fighting for territory. Hey, let's find a nice time, have a nice dinner. What is something we enjoy? Now let's talk about these things that we've discovered and we're exploring and that we want to pursue. And then now we're we're having um, we're having a conversation. Okay. So I think this would help me. Would that be okay with you? Yeah, I think that would help both of us, actually. How about you do this as well? And I'll do this. Well, that sounds like a great idea, right? And that's like (laughs) ideally how the conversation will go. And maybe there are going to be things that we rub a little. But again, your goal is to have have a discussion at a neutral time with neutral emotions in that we're we're coming at this assuming good from each other. And our goal is to pursue good together. Uh, and to get something fruitful out of this. We're not coming in going, okay, I'm going to get my way here. I'm going to make sure I defend this, right? You have to come in 
with the intention of good and the assumption of good from each other. And, and you know, there's more work to it than that, obviously. But if we're in a loving relationship, we're in a relationship that even hasn't even been perfect or healthy up to this point, but we're, we're in agreement that we want it to be healthy, you're already starting on the right foot. Yeah, I love that. Because I, I feel like, you know, besides communicating what we want, you touched on this briefly, but I want to make sure that we emphasize this because the other half definitely looks like asking questions. Like you might be in, whether it's a work thing or a home thing or a friend thing or whatever, mm-hmm. you might be in that relationship with someone that is n- not in touch mm-hmm. with how they're feeling about something. And so right. you might have to like be the big person or the grown up. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying the other person's immature. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like someone's got to yeah. take. Use control. what you've learned. Right. Yeah. And say, hey, tell me more about how this makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Right. Because some people just don't, they won't think to say those words or they weren't right. brought up that way or I don't know. They never took a second to think about it. They just knew that like Kim had said, like they just react to everything. They never respond to anything. Yeah. So they just might be reactors anyway. And so right. like, hey, hey, tell me more about why this, like why this might make you mad. And again, yeah. this is why you got to do this on a neutral turf yes. or at a neutral time. Because if you do that when you're fighting, right. like, tell me more about why you're feeling that way. Well, because you're a bleep, 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 yeah. bleep, and, bleep, and we say neutral in that we probably need a boundary because something wasn't going the way we, wanted it wasn't going well and so now we have to assess what's happening here and how can we modify how can we adjust how can we correct this and so when we talk about angry situations uh the three things we say to do are listen 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 right and listen meaning listen for the full story then ask questions to make sure you understand and then restate it so that we know that we are saying the same thing, right? Yeah. We have to define things. And so that might be your first step if if we're we've just been at a point where we see there's no progress. Okay, we need to set some boundaries here so that we can repair and heal from what we've experienced and whatever we've inflicted on ourselves and each other. And then we need to get to a neutral place so that we can have a discussion about how this looks going forward so that we can see progress. Uh, And we can't get there if we don't understand what the other person's perspective is or their expectations or their hopes or desires or needs um, are. And so that's the beauty of relationship, like sharing those things and understanding, oh gosh, I didn't realize that you had this hope that this is what we would achieve together. Let me get on board with that. Like that's amazing. Um, So it can really truly be that way. Uh, I lived through this in that I tried to live one-sided and I, I, had my perspective that was completely tainted um, and flawed. And when I began communicating, it really was like this aha moment in that, oh my goodness, I can actually get what I'm trying to achieve and 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 attain and receive if I communicate it <laughs> in a way that is not emotional um, and in a way that I was proud of how I was communicating those needs and desires and and wants. Well, and I think we also have to keep in mind, you know, conflict starts in our heads. Mm-hmm. So it's really that that right mindset. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I use a lot and uh, others others have commented on it, it's like you have to pause. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it goes back to that react versus respond. Just take a pause and really think about what's going on and, and um you know, ask the questions, you know, why is this an issue for me or why am I reacting or why, why did this trigger me? Because a lot of times it's more about how you're relating what they said, 
which is really a reflection of what's going on with them, right. how you related it to what either happened to you in the past or your own story. Right. So you have to just pause and really think about that. It's like, okay, no, this is, this is about them. I've got to set this aside and think about this in a different way, not in a conflicting way or a negative way. Think positive. Okay, how can I, how can I be supportive? Mm-hmm. How can we establish these, you know, healthy boundaries? And, and it, it starts with us. It starts in our own head. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you need to be able to say no. <laughs> yeah. We need to learn how to say no. I, I love how um, Pastor Sonny actually says it. Like, does that fit through the filter? Right? So everything is a great idea. But does that fil- pass through the filter of what my priorities are? And if I, that bucket's already full, then that may not be for right now. doesn't mean never, right? No, it doesn't mean never. It means not right now. But I can consider it. Or is it, no, it doesn't fit through any of my priorities right now. And if I really value those and I'm trying to move forward and make strides toward improving, then I have to say no to this. Again, right now, it doesn't mean that forever uh, till the end of eternity does it not exist. But for right now, for this season, it's okay for me to say no. But it's equally important to say yes. It's equally important to say yes to help that's offered. Oftentimes we think we need to do things on our own and we're, you know, I can handle that. Consider, would that be helpful to me if I accepted the help that's being offered? But also being able to ask, okay, my plate is full and is there someone I can partner with to still achieve this thing that still fits my priorities um, and and receive help that someone has offered to me maybe in the past that I can you know, come to them again? So it's important to be able to know how to say both of those. Uh, I... I was more of a say yes. I wasn't great at saying yes. Oh, no, I've got it. It's good. I I can take care of it. And that comes from a lot of different things. Um, You have to understand where your answer is coming from. What's fueling your answer? And that's the first step. Mm, That's beautiful. So if people want more information about boundaries, Mm -hmm. where can they find more information about boundaries? Well, you can visit our website at j2wholeness.org, the letter J, the number two, wholeness.org. There we have lots of free resources, but also have groups starting all the time that you can sign up for where Boundaries is one entire week of the course. Oh, I love that. And so, like you said, so they on the website, they can find out upcoming live... Uh, in-person groups as well as online uh, courses and intensives. There's just so much there. Uh, so please, please visit the website. Yeah, that's fantastic. Kim Knackers, it was so much fun having you today. You're so wise. Thank you for having me. <laughs> anyway, again, my name is Scott Eastman. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, we'd love it if you would share that with friends on social media, on the Instagram, or can you share it on TikTok? I don't even know how that works. I don't think on TikTok. Oh. I don't uh, know how TikTok Yeah, what do works. I know? I'm 54 <laughs> years old. I don't know anything about TikTok. I think we're supposed to stay off of the TikTok. Yeah. Oh, are we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I put mine on MySpace. I don't know if anyone's looking at it, but... <laughs> Anyway, so we'd love it if you shared on uh, social media. We'd also love it if you rated or reviewed uh, this podcast because more people will see it if you write a review or Mm -hmm. if you rate it, more people will see it. And we just want more people to get in touch with who they are and who we believe they are in God and like how they can make the most of their life. And so, um, yeah, do that if you can. So, and subscribe. Uh, That's it for now. My name is Scott Eastman. That was Becky. That was Kim. Thanks for being here. We'll talk to you next time.